baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 302, alongside Lincoln. How you doing, Lincoln? Doing well. How are you guys tonight? Pretty good on this fall day here. And Cody has migrated to Florida. And what are you doing in Florida? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful, and I'm meeting my boyfriend's parents for the very first time, and his brother. So Meet the parents. I know, right? It's like a movie. We're in a movie here right now. Oh, my gosh. And I know you just thank you for calling in and doing the show, because I know you literally just landed. And what can you share with us initially? I hope you're in a room that they can't hear you. But in a private your room. first thoughts, I want to get into your mind of meeting the parents. It's lovely. I, you know what? It's not. So it's it hasn't escaped me that I've done this before. And it was a completely different situation where. He wasn't out to his parents and I had to sleep in a completely different room. Our relationship was kind of a secret to his mother and I met his mother, but now everything is out in the open and it's just a totally different experience and it's so new and so wonderful. So I'm excited. That's great. I have a feeling, too, because I know your boyfriend, he's only 30, so I have yeah. a feeling the parents, I'm if they're younger parents, are probably not much older than me <laughs> if at all <laughs> so they're probably going to be cool i'm not asking okay just speculating we'll get more on how it goes when you come back but uh have a great weekend with that and Thank thanks for you. doing that yeah this oh, show really i was always. looking at the topics ahead of us here and it seems to be all about relationships and pushing boundaries and what better way than this past weekend in San Francisco, the iconic Folsom Street Fair was back in, as we all know, last year, the Folsom Street Fair was canceled, obviously, because of lockdown yep. and the normal Folsom Street Fair, you normally uh, they've had to... Pr- implement things like social distancing and they went back to a a theme and a name 
that was one of the original names called Megahood, and they're calling it Megahood 2021. And it's they claim that it goes back to their roots. And the decision was clearly all just because of, wasn't just because of COVID restrictions. The name Megahood referenced the first Folsom Street Fair, which was back in 1984. That was the original name. And they had some other names throughout the years, like Dancing in the Streets, Hot Ooh. Six in the City, until the name Folsom Street Fair was personal. Uh, permanently adopted in 1991 and this year apparently i was trying to get if we get uh i text my friend in san francisco to get some tea about how his experience was because i know he went my old college Uh buddy but he hasn't responded back but if he does i'll report back but you did have to have proof of vaccination which i think is good Uh, masks were also required and interestingly enough Hi, Salty Pretzel in the background over there. Pretzel saying hello to the whole world right now. Yeah. Shout out to Salty Pretzel. Um, Apparently, alcohol was not sold at the event as attendees were encouraged to patronize the local bars that have had, you know, basically a rough go of last year and a half. So the strategy led to long lines, apparently, for the drinks at the powerhouse um, and up your alley during that festival. So I can only imagine the bars were probably crazy, but uh, Lincoln, do you have any memories of Folsom street fair just to get that? Yeah. I, the very first Folsom street fair I went to on my own was the same time I was opening the flood building gap and we worked all day at opening this store, doing all the visuals where the cable car turns around right at market and Powell And it's this huge, beautiful, beautiful store. And I remember I was wearing uh, my Gap khakis and a white T-shirt, a clean tee, and a denim shirt, because that's what you do. Right. And I was working all day. And then I was finally like, okay, I'm off. I'm going to go to Folsom Street Fair. And I went and did my usual backroom. This was 1991. So this is when you just said um, they actually started calling it Folsom. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even though I I, I don't know if I'd gone before, like kind of stumbled upon it, but I was living in San Francisco at the time. And all I remember is I got home and there was so much like cum and lube all over my khakis. (laughs) I could never wear them again. Like it was the polar opposite. It was the polar opposite of everything my day had been. And I remember I got home and I looked down and I'm like, I should either frame these or burn them. I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's my wow. best. That's one. I learned a lot of great things, though, from the guys at Folsom. You should have framed those because I should have the, framed yeah, them. You're right. You know, already the been di- burned. So. Yeah, the, dichotom- <laughs> the dichotomy of a khaki pant versus a cum stained all. I mean, right? there's, there's a legendary guy at the New York Eagle that forever has worn this torn up wife beater tank for years and years and it's like apparently been stained and i'm not sure if you've ever washed it and that's sort of its legendary status and i don't even know why it probably doesn't stand on its own and have a name and talk back at you but it would be kind of cool to if you had framed those i think yeah. it would be kind of you know go up and in chicago's uh they've got their own museum there that would like <laughs> yeah that would be pretty cool <laughs> that would be cool 
My memory was we had a booth a few years ago when we were going to start a accessory line, and my uh, sister sent me a picture of it with Jeremy Ross Lopez, our other host, and it was just so great to see us in our booth, and I was in a leather kilt and a harness, and yeah, it was it was a fun memory, but I remember... Interestingly enough, though, I like how we're transitioning to open up theater, Folsom Street Fair. I don't mind that they didn't they wouldn't have alcohol. I mean, you go on the planes now and, you know, some of them have it. Some of them don't. At least it's better than being no event. And I'll take it. I mean, I really will. Slowly but surely we're opening back up. And that's that's the point. Yes. Exactly. Well, over the weekend as well, Billy Eichner announced his brand new all-gay upcoming rom-com feature, which is slated by to come out. Uh, it's going to be a gay romantic comedy, Bros, it's being called, with Universal. And every character falls within the LGBTQ plus world. The film will be the first major studio comedy centering around two gay men according to universal pictures and eichner is set to make history as the first out man to co-write and star in the film it'll also be produced by judd apatow we all know him right yeah producers yeah. so this is like kind of a big deal and the project it is a huge will- deal yeah. yeah, it will make history as all of the principal roles will be filled by out LGBTQ plus talent. And we're talking about Luke McFarland, who's going to be Eichner's love interest. And Simone from Proge- uh, from RuPaul's Drag Race will also My be in it. Simone. Yeah, Miss um, Entertainer Miss Lawrence from Star, the Uni- United States versus oh, yeah. Billie Holiday. Guillermo Diaz from Scandal, Weeds, and Half Baked, and Guy Branham of the talk show of talk show The Game Show is going to be in it as well. So, and if, uh, plenty of others. Um, this is kind of cool. What do you guys? It's, it's slated to come out. Yeah, and lastly, it's scheduled to be released on August twelfth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, I know you were mixed up for. The fact that Billy Eichner did not swipe right on me on Tinder. So I'm still a little bit mad at him. So Has he made up for it and he's yep. making it he's he's on his way to making up for it. How about that? And you know what, Cody? You are in totally your own rom com right now. Appearance. <laughs> I'm just gonna say totally sure. You and your boyfriend are totally going to this. I will go with you guys as well. And yeah, yeah I think That's it's pretty fun. It's pretty breakthrough. What are your thoughts on this, uh, Lincoln? When yeah, you this? it's very exciting. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to see it and support it. And I just hope it's good. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It, because I don't like saying things are good just because they're gay. I want it to also be quality. True. It's kind of a, that's wonderful. And by the way, you know, like on Broadway, Torch on Trilogy, Picasso Fog, written by a gay person, starring a gay person, like, but that's a show. That's theater. But I just hope it's good. That's my hope. I agree with you, too, because well, it's not like there haven't been plenty of gay films. Like I go to huge. I've been to so many gay film festivals before and there's smaller films and some are really great and have all gay casts or a predominantly with some straight people. But they play straight characters and they're great. They just don't have the backing of Universal behind them. And I do and Judd think Apatow, which gives me hope. And Judd, for, yeah. Yeah. 
So that gives me hope for this film and that it will actually be of a great caliber quality. So I'm really excited. Salty Pritzker sounds like she's in. She is so (laughs) playful right now. (laughs) Peter is trying to keep her occupied, but she is just a little loud. It's okay. Well, it, it's interesting. So, okay. So, since we're talking about diversity, we just talked about Folsom Street Fair, which obviously celebrates the BDSM culture. Then we went the other direction, where now we have Billy Eichner with a brand new rom com by Universal. Well, there's a play that's coming to the West End, and it's going to be called Cock. And I love the title already. Uh, Taryn Egerton from Rocketman and Jonathan Bailey from Bridgerton have been announced to star in a play titled cock in the west end bailey's most recent appearances on london stage was in the relevant of stephen sondheim's company for which he won an olivier oh wow and when the director marianne elliott first approached bailey about the role she told him don't panic when you read it because in the play the duo play a longtime gay couple who are forced to explore questions of sexual identity and labeling when one of the characters, John, played by Bailey, meets, quote, the woman of his dreams. Interesting, right? So while Bailey is an out gay man, Egerton, who won a Golden Globe for playing Elton John in Rocket Man, has clarified that he's straight. The casting news for the play has reinvigorated the, de- the debate about straight actors playing gay roles. And in addition to that, they're also questioning because, you know, they did a reading of this back in 2009 and some people weren't so happy about the nature of the play. In other words, is it really questioning can is sexuality a choice? And I think, you know. So, yeah, in 2009, I'll just read you this little bit. The play originally was produced in 2009, also has some objectors, as the drama seems to present John with the task of, quote, choosing his sexuality. But Bailey disagrees because, quote, the fact is he doesn't need to make a decision, Bailey told the Daily Mail. People identify themselves differently than they did 12 years ago. It was ahead of its time. Anyways, Cock will run from March 5th, 2022 to June 4th at the Ambassador Theater in London's West End. And I am so there to see this because this is totally right up my alley. I don't know, Cody. You have been vocal about... I have yeah, roles and first I guess the first question is what do you think about the roles and one of the actors being straight since you've been very vocal about not liking that and well, two what do you guys okay. think about the whole concept of the topics that it presents well if we can continue to flip the script as far as what is Billy Eichner is doing with his movie, because all of the LGBTQ and out people in that movie, there some of them are even playing straight roles. So if we can continue to flip the script like that, then I'm all for it. Uh, if you can portray it in a in an honest and compelling way, then I am here for it. But if you if you are going to make it a character of it then I, I, I'm, I don't approve of it. So my main thing was, if you came out, then you would be kind of ostracized in the community and right. you wouldn't get as many acting roles. So I feel like as long as that's not the case anymore and we are getting just as many roles and opportunities as our street counterparts, 
then I'm all here for it. Yeah, and Lincoln, what's your thoughts? Because what about the whole concept of you can, people were kind of up in arms when it had a play reading about, is it essentially saying that we could pick our sexuality and, or do you think that there's now more representation, non-binary, all kinds of, you know, ways that we can self-identify now that this plays into the landscape of current sexuality? Are you talking about the subject matter of the play or the casting of gay and straight people? Well, let's start with the subject matter. That's what I was talking about. Well, I mean, it's always been a continuum. So as long as people are having a conversation about where people lie on the continuum of sexuality, it's not a choice. It's a feeling. It's, It's a blend of what you feel is right and then what you allow yourself to do if you've if you were told your whole life being gay is bad being gay is bad being gay is bad you don't allow yourself to feel those feelings some people might mistake that for being a choice or not Hmm. does that make sense it does and i think for so many of us for so long of a myself included it was then i finally had to piggyback off what you're saying i then accepted came out as gay and even though i still lived a little bit under the radar in certain circles okay i.e my family (laughs) i also was going to every gay pride i was a go-go dancer right and i think that i it would have been this type of topic would not have come up so much back then and i think it would have been a lot more ostracized for thinking that because I felt like no I'm gay and I'm not straight and I was doing everything to be gay and to self-proclamate on every level that I could and I think now it's you know we report on so many like I said non-binary people that are coming out in uh, open relationships asexuality is a whole thing bisexuality is finally there was a pro wrestler that just came out the other day as bisexual bisexuality awareness is now a real thing we're about to talk about Dan Savage in a few minutes celebrating 30 years and one of the things he said was that in the past he didn't believe people were really bisexual he thought that they were gay and he didn't believe in asexuality now because there's the landscape has changed and there's so many more examples so i think that this does fall into the landscape of an open dialogue and it's refreshing to see that we could have a rom-com that's backed now by universal fucking pictures and we can have the iconic Folsom Street Fair, which celebrates BDSM and all its glory. And we can also have a play that brings up topics like cock in the West End that explores this. And I think there's space, as, as people like to say, there's space mm-hmm. for all of this to occur. There definitely is. I, I also, I, agree. I, I still say, though, when you're talking about yourself, Stephen, maybe you weren't comfortable being as gay as you wanted around your family, but isn't that just healthy boundaries at times? Like, you, I'm, I'm asking, because that's what makes it interesting to me. Like, me mm. being as gay as I want to be doesn't mean I need to be a drag queen. Right. It doesn't mean I need to sit at breakfast when I'm in eighth grade in a cock ring and a harness. 
because it wouldn't make sense. Like, it's my private life. And I've always been this way about my sexuality. You could be anything that you want to be and celebrate it with the circle of people that support you. But that does not mean the entire world has to understand it beginning, middle, and end all the time. As long as no one's hurting people, oppressing people, or putting people down, there is a place for privacy for boundaries and for not throwing it in people's face when it's unnecessary. And that, go, and that goes can, to, yeah. I think I just like pulled back another layer of your onion. I feel like I know you so much better now. That's so, that was so poignant and wonderful. And I, Does that I make so sense? appreciate it's that. The it same totally is all, and, and it's the same. Stay with me for a minute as gay actors, non-gay actors. You're an actor. That's the point. You're not interviewing for a job that needs one man, one woman, one Hispanic, one black. It's who's the best for the role. Is the role a Asian, gay, transgender woman? Well, guess what? I'm not going to get who's going to be portrayed by a man. If that's the role in the film, don't cast me because you're doing equal casting to make everyone be spoken for. You're casting an actor in a role. You know, when I moved to New York to get on Broadway, my mom's like, well, why don't you just interview for a new play and get the job? And I'm like, mom, it's not an interview for a job. It's a role for an for a writer and a director and a costume designer and a choreographer and a, and a, a musical director to say, this is the person that should play this role. It's not, do you see what I mean? Like you would never turn and go, oh, well, we have to make the cast dive. It depends on the story you're telling. Now then right. there's backstage people, mm-hmm. there's different just, roles. It depends again on the role in the play. And I just think to uh, answer what you were saying I, before, I I just want to say one real quick thing. No, that I think that the menu options have changed. There's a larger menu now of expression and that's what we didn't always have you could do whatever you want of course back in the day but i think now there's much more visibility and the menu options have changed to identify in various ways or hybrid it and that weren't always getting their due time what were you going to say cody i was going to say what lincoln just said about the the right person for the right role that way of thinking well, I, I agree, and I think that it's wonderful and admirable, but that has excluded a lot of people. That's That's been used to exclude a, lo- a large amount of every community from having opportunities that a certain set of one particular type of person has gotten. But does that make sense? Are you, it does make sense outside of a role for a film. Now, if you're doing like, and and now, and by the way, I I feel certain artistic projects are now using that to make a better, a bigger statement in a performance. So they're doing colorblind casting and doing an entire, you know, I don't, I'm trying to come up like production of Music Man, which is traditionally all white people in an all white town talking about professor hill coming to town and now it's across the board that every every color shape size we i peter and i just saw wicked this past week and there is every shape size 
age color now in that cast the the production oh. that is now just, it's everyone across the board but wicked again fantasy, if you're not though so to that pardon point. wicked is a fantasy so who's to say what can exist in a fantasy world. Well, it's you actually I mean? a musical about color judging people for the color of their skin. Well, I get it's not really that. a fantasy. It's a, but it's a you know, it is about it's, skin color. It's, <laughs> it's fantastical. It's it's not of this world. Correct. It's otherworldly, exactly. Right, and that plays into it though. Like like it depend again depending on the project. That, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm you're absolutely right. A lot of people have been excluded out of a lot of things for many many years, and right now it's, it's so hard. I feel and challenging in the entertainment industry because there are so many platforms. You know, there was really a. Ref- Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's really refreshing too to see that when. There's been a couple things I've been watching. For example, Angelica Ross, who is in Pose, is currently in the current American Horror Story. And she's amazing. She's transgender and just seamlessly is one of uh, the really evil characters in the current American Horror Story double feature. It's so good if you just wrapped up, but you can catch it. I think she's going to be in the part two of it. And such a great actress. And it was never talked about transgender or anything. And then I was scrolling through my general hospital that I sometimes record to keep up with because I'm a longtime general hospital fan. And I was like, huh, who's this character? And I looked it up transgender, but I don't know that they it's acting alongside all the other actors. And I think it's the representation is really refreshing to kind of see in traditional things that are have never had that and so it's opening up so many more doors and i i'm here for it and yes i couldn't yeah. agree more when it's used to not limit the story but to open up the story and tell more diverse diverse stories then that is when it is a good thing so yeah. absolutely i agree with that 100 percent. baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple or home run there's nothing more exciting than going yard so swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly must be 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park at parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Unfortunately, not always when you push boundaries is it always accepted, even here in New York. And I'm talking about OK Cupid. Do you know OK Cupid? 
Are oh they, yeah, they're Me a platform. Billy but they, we've been on we've been on there before. No, I'm just okay. It, it was Tinder. <laughs> it was Tinder. So Cody is OkCupid all about dating, essentially not hooking yes, up, right? Yes. Uh, well, I would say for uh, straight people, it's it's more of a hookup site. But for gay people, when at least when I was using dating apps and OkCupid, it was more for really. I was using it more for relationships. Okay, but. A gay relationship. Because gay men have grinder, basically. Okay, well, they are in the news right now because OkCupid has responded to a viral video. I'll post this up on Tag's podcast that shows a woman and two other people tearing down an advertisement for the company's new, quote, every single person ad campaign, which is in New York City subway trains, while calling the ads propaganda and too risque for children for featuring queer people, pansexuality, and people who identify as non-binary. So they're holding, and I I looked at some of them, they're really cool. It's queer people, pansexuality, non-binary. So speaking of really pushing the boundaries, and in the video, the woman can be heard saying the ads were affecting the next generation. She says this is disgusting. And in another video, she's heard saying, this isn't about equality, you guys. It's about communism. And she goes on and on with oh, two other people, and they oh, start. Whole, the the crazy thing about the video is, and you guys know those those ads that are at the top of the subways, right? Yeah. And uh-huh. they're usually lengthy, and I'm looking at one that says pansexual, and two women with their tongues out, and it's really cool. They're ripping, shouting out, ripping them off, saying things like I just said: "This is communism. This is not great for the." And meanwhile, everybody else on the train has a mask on, but th- them. So mm-hmm. while they're so appalled at the things and defacing an ad campaign, they're also screaming at the top of their lungs on the subway station without their mask. It's so ludicrous. Thank goodness, though, OKCupid released a statement condemning what it called an extreme reaction to the ad. And they said, at OKCupid, we celebrate love for every single person, regardless of identity, ethnicity, race, orientation, or gender. Many have reached out to us with heartfelt reactions to our every single person campaign, sharing the joy of seeing their true selves represented in advertising. That's nuts, right? I love that. that. Here, even in New York, does that just shock you that even in New York, that would you would see this, Cody? No, we have all the nuts here in New York. <laughs> and a lot of nuts visiting from out of town. Exactly. Oh, well, good point. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so it does not surprise me. I've seen those advertisements in, in the subway, and I thought they were so wonderful. It's not only about sexualities. It's not about pansexual. It's about being an introvert. It's about being asexual, like you were saying. I don't know if, that, if that's actually true. Yep. But pansexual, pansexual, non-binary. There's, I mean, like, it was actually every type of person and I, and I thought it was so cute in the way that they promote each thing or make it a visual medium uh, when they the way they transcribe it to a visual medium is so it's so smart and so wonderful I, I, I can't believe those ladies they're horrible yeah yeah what do you think about the campaign Lincoln and the response to it that actually well <clears throat> I think that the campaign is brilliant because in these times that can be so scary because of so many things from climate mm-hmm. change to pandemics to just the way we all 
can't even get along. And we're all stuck in our phones and our phones make everyone a little bit more nasty and a little bit more mean. And in, it's just crazy that you're going to try and put down people for loving each other. So I actually think it's the perfect platform to have every shape, size, color, desire um, know that they can be struck by Cupid's arrow too. So I love the campaign and I think it's great because love is love and we certainly shouldn't be shutting that down, especially because like, you know, you've heard this line before. If you don't like a non-binary love story, then don't fall in love with a non-binary person. (laughs) It's very simple. If you don't like gay men getting married, don't marry a gay man. It's not about you. We're not bringing down the universe. Because we want to have a special, everyone wants to fall in love, have a companion, grow older, take care of each other and have enough food to eat, a shelter over their head, not get sick and not have their house blown away by a tornado. It's pretty basic. And for the people who want to be alone, be alone. You know, like, but, but there are a lot of people that think the whole reason we're here is to procreate. And to have little mini-me's by replicating, having children and populating the world that way. And they have very strong views too. But my views don't put people down. And those sometimes do. And that's where I find the problem. And when you expand the conversation and you, I think it's brilliant that because, you know, we talk a lot about on this show, Grinder and Scruff on how they're essentially hookup sites. And we're going to have the guy from Sniffies on our show in a couple of weeks, which is really cool, which is he told me in a pre-interview that it's all about not relationships. It's literally about cruising and hooking up on the spot and i appreciate that we're going to talk about more about sniffies when we have them on the show in a couple weeks but i think if you are we've had people write in where do i go if i'm trying to i've had no luck on the grinders and the scruffs finding dates even though they build themselves sometimes as wanting to be dating as well as hooking up and so i think okay cupid is simply filling the void there and embracing because i didn't even know that it had it spoke to our lgbtq world and now not only are they are but they're talking about pansexual (laughs) non-binary i think it's like they really are and what better way to do it than in new york city and fuck you that stupid woman for ripping down and to do but what are the horrible way in, in uh, she's very Karen in in many ways and then to not even be having a mask okay so you're so upset with this but you're potentially threatening all of us in a health crisis it's just your any argument you had is out the door in my mind because you can't even practice protocol in a health pandemic that is affecting all of us so it's like you're your name is mud to me. <laughs> What's right. sad to me is all of these things. We've talked about this now for over two years. It seems like the universe keeps handing us things for us to come together and fight together as a humanity, whether it's the climate change issue, the pandemic issue, ignorance, educating people that love is love. And it just keeps separating and separating and separating. It's so sad to me. Like, when are we going to just realize this is it? We don't need to do it for the children. We don't need to do it 
for anything other than like, let's just stop and see each other, put down our phones, connect and go, hey, did you lose your brother to someone that was non-binary? Is that why you're so angry? What like there's a conversation that has to be had, not a 30 second clip that becomes trending that perpetuates more anger, fear and separation. And that's right. all we're doing. And the Every only day. thing is, I think transitioning is where we're at, turning point, revolutionary moment, because these conversations didn't happen 10, 15 years ago as much as they yeah. are now. And anytime there's change and turning point, it's rocky. And we're seeing it play in front of us on a larger scale, partly because of the phones and yeah, the, that's what I the was videos that we all can document. If I would have, have never known phones. them. Exactly. I, I thank we this lady because know. I might go on OkCupid now to look for my next boyfriend. And so <laughs> <laughs> kind of not mad at it for that. Thanks, lady, because by your acting out, it might get me on there. Well, we have to shout out to the legendary OG Dan Savage, who is celebrating 30 years with his sex advice column. Wow. And he really is the OG OG. Of all of this stuff. Yep. Savage Love, his brand new book, which is coming out to celebrate Savage Love from A to Z. It's an illustrated essay. It's coming out soon. And in a recent interview on NPR, they asked him the question. So when you started the column, people couldn't easily look up information online. And now everything is Google. Google a bull. How have search engines changed the kind of questions that you get? and the kinds of answers you give. So he said, well, search engines made my job harder because I used to get a lot of how-to questions or what is questions. People would hear about something or overhear something and they wouldn't have a place to go where they could look that up very easily and they'd ask. And those columns were easy to write. So how to use a sex toy were basic questions, right? Uh So well, now that particular sex toy has its own wiki page, as does almost any sex act, he says, (laughs) that you can think of, which means all of my questions are situational ethics. So now he says... Oh, my uh, goodness. Now he gets questions like, I did this, they did that, who's right, who's wrong, what do we do with all these hurt feelings, how do we get past this, those questions are a lot harder to answer, it's much more of a high wire act, and... I couldn't help but write down a note that said we are in 2.0 of our LGBTQ world right now where, yeah, those the original questions used to be how to use a sex toy, where do I go for this, if I want to find BDSM culture. Now you can look everything up at on your phone. And I think even here we get questions where we thoughtfully answer the people's questions about their relationships and i feel like it's again a transitional moment of i think we're a very young species our lgbt as a human race but my mind is definitely lgbtq plus particularly that's why many of us you know like a fine wine we get better with time because we're finally peeling back like you said cody the layers And I know you were talking about Lincoln, but I think we all are in many ways. And we're finding we have more layers that we can actually explore. What are your thoughts about this, Cody, when you hear this, about what he's saying about 
the questions are have become more deeper, not how do you do this or where do I go if I want to find this? I think it shows growth in our community for sure. I think that when we get into the whole who is right and who is wrong thing, then that is probably more of a therapy type of situation right there. However, right. when it comes to other situational type things, it's kind of escaped me right now what those situations could actually be. But I feel like it shows a lot of growth for our community as far as those are being the questions now, because like, like Dan Savage said, we can just Google so many things now. So all that is readily at hand for us. So yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to the growth and peeling back the, the next layer, like you said. And Lincoln, it's, it's interesting because I was reading another article about the BDSM culture and how the culture is based on communication. In other words, safe play, safe words, how far to let things go. And communication in BDSM culture and, and exploring your fetishes has always been about communication in some ways very much more not advanced is the word I want to say, but evolved in many ways. What are your thoughts when you hear this about what Dan Savage is saying on how we're, I call it 2.0 and we're moving forward. Of course, I'm totally the opposite. I think it's a little sad. <laughs> actually. Oh, yeah. I think we're it's talking a little more sad. And no, 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 no. I rather would have Dan Savage's opinion from his life than the answer of Google. I actually oh, think no. that's part of the reason that shows like this work because we're telling our personal story about what's going on, not just a Google answer and not for nothing. Everyone thinks they're smart because they know how to Google something and then they forget it three minutes later. So what really are we <laughs> learning? But if you sit down with me for 20 minutes and I tell you my experience, you're going to learn today. Story, you are not going to forget it. You're not going to yeah. forget it because I it, it came from my experience as a human being, not just another quick 30 second thing that you can read and forget and go, oh, yeah, I've done bondage because I read about it on Wikipedia. Well, Shut I think the his, fuck up. You haven't done it. Right. Bondage. And I think that's his point <laughs> that now that's his point. I think that now you can search for anything for some of the basic stuff. However, although I would argue a little bit on that because Dr. Goldstein does more in-depth things that aren't sometimes it's you can google it but you have to really listen to what he's saying about better bottoming practices and how to take care of your ass and how to properly clean it that you won't always get in just a google search and we all and, know sorry to interrupt you I'm yeah sorry. go yeah go ahead. we all know the difference between communication right we yeah. talked about this by us all being together at your apartment three right. weeks ago versus us back. being separate all over uh, in our own homes. What's yes. the difference between texting back and forth all day or yeah. sitting and actually talking on the phone versus FaceTiming on the phone where you see someone's face versus being with someone? And, you know, the political climate separated everyone. Then the pandemic made everyone stay at home. And while, listen, I want to be the most positive person about everything with the gay community and with our humanity. But I think we all need therapy. When you wow. mentioned that it's, well, it's over into the therapy lane, yeah. everyone get into therapy immediately 
because of what we just went through as a society. And I, I have to say there is a lot. I just had somebody else OD in the past week. Oh, there no, are a sorry. lot of people. Thank you. There are a lot of people dying out there. I've been walking around certain neighborhoods now that I'm doing some different work and, and getting out of Chelsea. We have a lot of gay boys in the city that are just zombies walking around like they're not even there. We have a huge crystal meth issue. We have a lot going on in our community, and I don't know how we're going to come out the other side. It's fabulous that there's a half an hour or an hour show that RuPaul Drag Race and this show that celebrates this and celebrates that. But when you actually look at the people that are out and about or home and not leaving their house or committed suicide or overdose because they just couldn't handle it anymore, isn't that the real conversation? I don't know. I, I personally think it is, and I don't see the bright light at the end of the tunnel anymore in my lifetime. I get very nervous and I will do everything in my power to make that light sparkle as big as possible and be an example for the life that I lead. But uh, it is not pretty. It's in my opinion, it's not pretty. I'm happy that there's resources out there. Thank God. We can certainly leave, put some of those up on, because you mentioned that, on tagspodcast.com yeah. for sure in episode 302. Um, I want to get these last two topics in. And this next one, I'm really excited to ask you two, because you're both in relationships. Ooh. And the in, Instinct Magazine asked the question, so for those of us in LGBTQ community who are in relationships, being in public with your significant other can be either a very delicate situation or no big deal, depending on where you live. And in the Reddit subcategory, Ask Gay Men, which is what I subscribe to, a user with the screen name, my name is not Becky, I love that. <laughs> Ask the question with their pose. Gay couples, how do people treat you in public is what they wrote. I know this varies based on location, but that's been the reception. I'm going to imagine a lot occasional stares and even whispering. I also imagine a lot of, oh my God, you guys are so cute. <laughs> Do you like how I said that? That was so funny, I, right? I mean, I feel like I was on the street right now and somebody was talking to me because I get that all the time, darling. <laughs> so here's a question for you guys. Do you guys refrain from holding hands in public? And if not, was it nerve wracking the first time he writes, I'm gay, but I've never been with someone. So I'm curious. And the responses were all over the place, as you can imagine. Yeah. People live in liberal cities. One person commented on how they don't let their environment affect how they are with each other in public on and on. But I figured what a great question to pose to you guys. Lincoln, since you've been in the longer term relationship, okay. out of, uh, let's start with you. <laughs> Public affection, how do you express it in this time climate that we're currently in and what you see on the streets? And we all know there's hate crimes happening left and right. How do you manage all this? Um, I think when you hold your partner's hand in public, that is gay pride. And it's 365 days a year. If Ooh, you are out in public and you hold hands with your gay man lover, or women lover, that or like interracial relationships or older relationships, younger, it doesn't matter. That to me is a symbol of pride and freedom to love whoever you want. Now, if we're in a dark street at the wrong hour and it is not a great feeling, or if we're just somewhere where we go, why cause a commotion? We might not do it. 
but Peter and I rarely edit our behavior for where we are. We're not the kind that have to hold hands all the time to prove something, but we are affectionate with each other and would not hold back because we're gay. We would just hold back maybe because it's not a pro- again, privacy. Yeah. Dignity, you know, like dignified why are we doing this now? You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah, yeah. And C- Cody, I, I can't wait to hear your yeah. response just real quick since I'm not in the relationship. But I, my thoughts are in this climate, I would be a little bit, I think I would know my environment, check in with myself. Have we had too much to drink and we are not, our senses maybe aren't as acute. And just because there's so much hate crimes going on, but on the other hand, I am not always the first one to initiate, but when I have had boyfriends or somebody I'm dating, it's really lovely, I have to say, and I'm I'm here for it. But it it does cross my mind. I am hyper aware of my surroundings at yes. all times, and I just think that's my old school side of me that you know I take a little bit longer to take a deep breath and relax, but I do check in with where I'm at and my senses of what I'm reading on the current situation. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I, everything you guys just said, I agree with wholeheartedly 100%. Me and my boyfriend are attached at the hand constantly. I, I don't know where my hand begins and where his hand ends sometimes. <laughs> oh, <I love> <laughs> Especially but, at Folsom. Kidding. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not letting him go at Folsom. Are you kidding me? I would beat a bitch's ass. Don't make, what is it? Okay, that's another question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, didn't we just again therapy? We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, but it would be irresponsible of us to not say be aware of your surroundings and make sure that you are make keeping yourself as safe as possible. So I agree yeah. with you guys wholeheartedly. Yeah, absolutely. I actually and kind the- of compare it, by the way, is like you're not going to pull out your wallet and let your cash show. Yeah, you're not going to right. You're that not going to be like, good oh, here's my Apple Metaphor. Watch and my iPhone and my wallet. Hi, every no. Well, OK, you might not want to do that here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you don't feel safe, don't hands. It's just interesting, though, because we're still talking about this because we just reported on so many advances in our community. And yet a straight couple wouldn't think twice about doing this. And all the things that we kind of went through, I mean, even gay pride, when you said that, aren't in the mix of a conversation that a heterosexual couple would ever even think of. A white, I would say a white heterosexual couple. Right. it's just interesting. And lastly, I'll end on this Reddit thread that just caught my eye. It's a quick uh, quick fire. Air travel with your dildo? Do you guys travel with your dildo? A Reddit guy asks. Like on a plane in your check-in luggage? So he goes, okay, I've decided to bring it with me on holiday to Athens. Wish me luck, guys. And I don't think I've ever traveled with a dildo because I'm trying to get the D when I'm in Athens <laughs> or especially in <laughs> Athens. I'm just going to say that. So I don't really bring toys with me. The one thing that I have packed, well, one time, speaking of Folsom Street Fair, I overpacked and had to almost bring two pieces of luggage because leather 
leather gear is freaking heavy yes. it weighed me down and so i felt like i had to almost wear it on the plane just so i didn't have to like pack it but the one thing i don't leave home without when i am traveling is my little bulb cleaner my yeah. ass cleaner yeah. <laughs> that i put right. in a and i if but i pack it because if i mean i pack it it's clean it's in a sealable in my dirty clothes, you know, that mesh cleaner uh, part of your luggage, and I put in there. Is there anything naughty in your luggage, Lincoln, that you travel with when you're, is it a dildo or a paddle? This is very basic. Everyone get out your pen and paper because it works like a dream. You okay. get a shipping box and you print a label from your address to the hotel and from the hotel back to your address. You load up the box with all of your leather, your toys, your things. You give it to FedEx. And when you arrive at the hotel, there is your box of things to do. You use it during your stay. You put it back in the box, put the return label on it, give it to the front desk at the hotel, and it ends up being back at your home. Oh, my God. You are so, so organized. Smart. Because the amount of people barely get out the door. I used to go to Bear Week in Provincetown with like a handbag and a backpack. And I had you, 17 different outfits and 34 toys that all arrived at the boat slip, left the boat slip without me having to drag it on the boat, the plane, the train, the Uber, and all that stuff. Have you ever done nice. this internationally? No. Okay. So yeah, it, it works with the international right country for yeah. sure. But also, if you're trying, hello, you pack light internationally and bring an empty suitcase because you buy stuff there and bring it back with you. That's right, true. you go to Mister. Why would you? There's yeah, all kinds of great, especially in Berlin and London, Amsterdam, all that stuff. You want to buy all new stuff there and bring it back to you because you can't find some of that stuff in the United States. Good That's point, true. Cody. Yeah, especially the thoughts on this. So, did you? What did yes. you bring to Florida to the meet the parents <laughs> besides oh some flowers? <laughs> oh I got all the dildos and all the <laughs> nipple no, clamps for mommy oh my God. and <laughs> <cock> <laughs> for the new father-in-law. Hello. No, absolutely wouldn't that be not. hilarious? We're waiting oh for Christmas for that. Apparently, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't normally pack those things. Fortunately, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to start implementing Lincoln's plan though because that is freaking genius. Yes. Thanks. But it is. I, I do have a short story about I used to work in the airport, right? And oh. right after 9 11, we, we, we sometimes would have to search the bag. So one time we did search a bag and we did find a bunch of dildos in the bag and it was hilarious. <laughs> and the, because the you guy, know I wouldn't claim it. I would right be like, there. that's not me. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. you, you, we pulled him to the side. I worked at the gate. So. I pulled the man to the side at the gate and we opened up his luggage and all these dildos came out. Oh my God. Wow. It was, we talked about that for the longest time and it was great. <laughs> I love it. And on that note, happy traveling. Happy meet the parents, <laughs> Cody Maurice Duggett. And you can follow Cody. Hopefully you'll get a little insight into his meet the parents weekend, week here. Follow him on Instagram at Mr. Maurice at Mr. Maurice or his life coaching Instagram at KMD coaching and follow Lincoln at mad Lincoln, mad Lincoln, uh, did you get to see Madonna when she was here, Lincoln? Uh, for Madame X? Yeah. No, we were at Wicked. 
Okay. Well, oh, yeah. One iconic moment to the next with you always. Which, by the way, Wicked is so good right now. And we saw the understudy Ooh. for Alphaba, and she was the closest thing to Adina that I've seen in a very long time. Coming and from you. The understudy for Glenda right now is the first black Glenda. So I cannot wait to go back and see her. And if I could okay. see her with the understudy Alphaba, uh, everything will work. The come to New York. We, come we to New want York. you to come to New York. It's really shaping up nicely. It's uh, We want to meet you, too. So reach Yay. out to us yes. at Tags Podcast, at Tags Podcast. You guys, so much to cover. So much fun. We barely got so through half fun. of it. I love what? you guys. Thanks for making it work tonight. I know there's more topics. <laughs> Tags live on Wednesday. All right, you guys. In the in the meantime, continue having hot gay, gay sex. sex. Yay! Hey. Yes. <laughs> baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple or home run there's nothing more exciting than going yard so swing for the fences with the king of sports books bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly must be 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with mgm northfield park